Okay, so yeah. should we? So did you just rewind a moment and be like, "You okay?" So well, no, I know I'm great because okay, no, good. I actually <laughs> think it is it is part of the discussion because I don't agree. Perfect. And I'll I'll die on that hill. That's good. I think faith is spelt R I S K. I don't think you can have faith without risk. <laughs> I think you fail your grade four <laughs> spelling <laughs> test. Like I, Jen is dying on a hill called safety. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bus driven by Joel. Well, welcome back to On Ramp, and this is Hearing God's Voice Part 2. And we're going to a- answer questions like Are risk and obedience the same thing? And another question Why did Joel invalidate Jen's entire ministry? So, anyway, <laughs> if you want to hear that, uh, you know, this, this, is, this is the podcast for you to be listening to. Well, we are back here at OnRamp, and we are going to be talking about hearing God's voice again, and really the topic of discussion that we're going to begin with is, is risk always involved in hearing God's voice? And I think specifically, this would be hearing God's voice for others. You know, I I think that when you're hearing God's voice for yourself, it's kind of this internal monologue and dialogue. I think you guys might both have some issues there, but anyway, I won't get into (laughs) that. Tell us something something we don't know. Okay, Jen's already jumping in here. I haven't even finished the intro, but go ahead. I know, but there is... I I don't I think there are times where I've heard like really big things from God like mm. especially um a moving situation um uh, definitely going back into a ministry situation where there was a very big risk involved mm-hmm. of following that like obediently for my own life and no one else's life was involved like so I I do think that hearing God personally there are times where uh that will be for me personally, mm-hmm. but I agree where you were headed. Yes. With your question. Okay. I don't agree to the answer to the question, I think. <laughs> you haven't even asked but it. She still doesn't see, agree, with agree with it with already. <laughs> let's just start here. Okay. I, so You're going to go cry in I the have, corner? <laughs> I have had a lot of risk as well in personal words, uh, So, but I wanted to hone in on words for other people. And specifically, I remember this one time somebody jumped on Instagram and it was one of these where I was in a season where I was, I was practicing hearing God's voice. I was in a community of a small group of us that were pursuing hearing God's voice. We were in a season of really what I would say running after this, what we felt God was calling us to in this season. So mm-hmm. we were looking for opportunities all the time. We wanted to risk everything to find it. And so that's, that is the season we were in. Now, I believe... I believe that everyone should pursue God's voice to hear him that way. I believe everybody should be in a community where they're challenging themselves to hear God's voice. And, um, but we'll get to that in a moment. So the story is this. I was, somebody popped on Instagram first thing in the morning, and they were like, I'm doing something today. What am I doing today, and what is God saying about it? And it was one of these, everybody, the world's out there. And so I remember jumping on, and I said to them, oh, well, you're going to go to this place, and this is what God has said about, about this. And it was very specific, and it was very, I won't get into the details in case the person's listening, but it was very specific about what they were going to do and what God said about that. 
and everyone could read it. Everyone could read those comments. They're probably still on Instagram somewhere in the metaverse. Um, but <laughs> That's a topic. Yeah. Let's go to the metaverse. But they are, you know, it is there. It is total risk. It is total. And that's where I was at. And my faith was growing that way. And so I put it out there and he responded back and said, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing today. And that's, um, you know, thank you. And so I think that kind of risk is, is important. And I think everyone should, should go after it that way. So Jen, what do you, was, what do you, and the reason we're talking about this is because at the end of last podcast, we were talking about a story that you shared about Skittles, right? That's right. And Greg agrees that there is a point of risk. Don't you? I, I think without risk, there is no faith. I think those two are so incredibly intertwined that I think God will, when we're growing, he will constantly put us into situations where you have to take a risk. And I am in agreement and disagreement. I agree that there is, there is the stepping out. Um, but for me, the word isn't so much risk as it is obedience. So like I have said previously, I wouldn't say that I have been one that has experienced a lot of those words that are risky. I've been around people. I've been part of communities of faith. I'll just, one quick story. I was part of a group of people that were doing a, um, hearing God class together. And it was where we would hear God for each other and take time and practice and all these things. And I'll re- forever, all my days, remember this one story where this, we go quiet, we listen for God and this teacher or the leader says, did anybody hear anything and, or see anything? And this guy goes, and he just paused and he hesitated and, he, and all, all I, his face is ingrained in my memory. And then finally he says, don't laugh. But what I saw was a barbecue and someone laying carrots on it. And across the circle from him, this woman burst into tears. And I sat there and I went, okay, there's a story here. And it was a very personal story about her. She grew up vegetarian and going to birthday parties. Um, There's always hot dogs and her dad would always pack her uh, carrots to take and um, they would always grill carrots on the hot and it was just this very sweet and intimate picture of care and I already I always sat there in those times and I'm like I never see carrots on barbecues I never see skittles I never hear those things but I hear the word of the Lord or encouraging things, or I call people, I call gifts out of people that feel normal to me, that feel intuitive to me. And yet equally just like powerful, powerfully present, but it's always never a sense of huge risk. It's more a sense of obedience and maybe it's semantics, but I've never really had the heart pounding fear and trepidation sense of say this at this time. Um, so now I'm just sitting here and going like, am, am I deficient? Are you really a Christian? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that she is. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, and I, I think too on that, I mean, I think you're a, a pastoral person, you know, a counselor, um, I think that God is using you in ways that are specific and unique to you, and I don't think there's anything wrong with with that. 
Uh, I think Greg might disagree, but I don't personally <laughs> think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think you have to obedience. I think your obedience can be proportionate to your level of risk. In other words, I can obey with, hey, let's go for coffee because God put you on my heart, no risk. And I can say to that same person, we should go for coffee because, um, you know, you're, I feel like you're struggling with uh, depression. Very, yeah, very and so there, very then there's a specific risky that, Again, I don't know about that person, I'm a, you know, but I'm hearing from God. So God says, go for coffee, and then I go one step further in my obedience, and I say, why? Or I say, what is something about this time of coffee that, you know, is going to be helpful for whoever? And so it's almost that, now I can stop at go for coffee, but my obedience can maybe go to another step. I don't know. What do you think, Craig? Well, I, I think that um, the pitfalls sometimes of obedience— not a pitfall, but I think the what people the problem that we get into is that if it's just obedience, right? And he says, and there's no risk involved, then often that's something I can do in my own ability. Right? Like if I ask my kids to go and load the dishwasher, there's no real risk to them because they can do that on their own, right? If I tell my kids go sail around the world, there's incredible risk there because my kids cannot do that on their own. And so I, I think with sometimes what happens is that we get comfortable doing things that we can do in our own power, and over time it becomes more of just us and less of God. And I think when there's risk involved, the risk is because it's scary and you cannot do it on your own, and there is a dependency upon God. Like to me, that's the real benefit of, that is what faith is, is that there's a dependency on God in order to get this task done because it's not something I can do in my own ability. Now, I would never say that you hearing from God to reach out to somebody is not incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. right? And, and I, but I think what happens is as some people go down that road, it becomes less of hearing of God and more of, I should just call this person. I should just do this. And I think you see, I, like, I think you see pastors who might have started off really fiery and lots of risk and blah, blah, blah. And then they get to a point where they're like, well, I can just put together a sermon on a Sunday morning and give it. And there's no real risk, but I'm doing it all, totally on my own without any of God in it. So is the goal of hearing God... Always to get to a point of skittles or having a word of what I would consider. I, I feel like you're you're describing a gift of faith that there's something here that there's an impartation of faith that is more than the present reality to get from here to there. I need a risk. I need a step of faith. And there's description of, like, I would say these are words of knowledge or wisdom where there's something that's so specific um, given. And I'm just curious if that is always the goal of prophecy, of hearing God for people, or is there just as just as valid an experience? Because if there if there's people out there that are sitting there like, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get there. Does the, does the road always lead there or 
does it lead to other places? And I would say it doesn't always have to go there. Um, it doesn't, it, that God uses us in, in very different ways. And um, my gift of encouragement uh, and pastoral ability, um, I've seen profound, like I'll, I'll see words coming out of my mouth that I can see forming in my mind as I'm saying them and watch them land on people and have life changing moments for them. Um, whether that's premeditated where I've just have questions to ask them or in the moment hearing and just following and asking these questions, um, which requires the obedience, but do I have to get to a place of risk? Does that have to be the place? Like I've come to faith. I have great faith. I have seen profound healings and testimonies and great things. Um, but I've, I wouldn't say I've ever experienced anything like, uh, calling out, uh, a broken limb or a bag of Skittles or anything like that ever. Do you have a desire to get there? I did when I was younger. And then I felt like, cause I would, I would deeply immersed in a, a church um, involved with the Toronto outpouring and surrounded by people of, uh, as you put it in the last uh, episode, <laughs> Greg, the strangely prophetic, um, surrounded by that growing up and wanted an emotive experience, wanted that hearing and seeing experience. And I dream, I certainly dream. And there's very vivid and bizarre dreams, but I, that does not translate to wakefulness at all. And so for years, I would sit in those scenarios and be like, am I deficient? And then finally, someone said to me, you are incredibly pastoral and incredibly exhorting and encouraging and equipping. Um, and you need to follow those prompts, which for me never felt like a risk. It felt like an obedient step of, okay, and maybe there is an element of risk in, in saying that, but um, yeah, it just, my journey of hearing God felt validated in that experience. It was like, okay, I, maybe I'm, and I just took a deep breath. And from that point on, I would say that my ability to hear God and willingness to hear God just went through the roof because it took the pressure off and it took the sense of I'm doing this wrong. I'm not seeing things or hearing things like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's just, Yeah. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know that there is a right and a wrong on this. Yeah, I think that's I think what we what we have to come to the point of is that whatever it is that we're involved in ministering to another person is either a spiritual gift defined by a Holy Spirit empowered moment whether that's words or whether that's showing up or whether that's praying for someone, whatever it is, I think if we can define it as, no, this is a spiritual gift, impossible by human standards, um, supernatural, whether that supernatural is pastorally showing up for somebody at the exact time, saying exactly the right thing in a pastoral moment of counseling to somebody, or whether that's Skittles, 
I think it should be supernatural and we should it it should have that element to it that when Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14:1 pursue spiritual gifts and I desire that you all may prophesy mm-hmm. um I think hearing God's voice and speaking it for somebody should be in the realm of prophetic ministry you know and so I think Jesus with the woman at the well to me was a perfect example he met her at the well that was very pastoral in the sense that he was there mm-hmm. But he did go into specific details with specific words of knowledge about her living with a man and it was not her husband and she'd been with previous. And so I think it's, for me, the words of knowledge and the risk there, they make it so that the person we're sharing with, it's so specific and so personal that God is only speaking to them at that moment. And so that's where I I find these specific Skittles or person on Instagram or a lot of moments like this of, of healing words of knowledge. It's like the way that I see it is God uses those because they make it so specific to somebody that he's speaking to them. And so that's where I've always seen the importance of them. Um, and so I've always continued to pursue that, but where I see the wisdom a little bit more through my life where I will have these thoughts that I'm like, that ain't, that ain't me. I don't have that wisdom. Mm. Um, and, but it's not, it's not a picture or a, a word or carrots on a barbecue. It's, it's wisdom where all of a sudden something's entering the room, entering the conversation that is the person gets rocked and they're like, never, their life changes, but it's not, it's not profoundly different. Like saying to someone, it seems, we were in prayer ministry a, a while ago and it was, it seems like you're violating yourself. Um, and that those words came out of my mouth and I'm like, I hadn't thought about it, premeditated on it or anything, but those words ended up being a very point of freedom for someone. And so, yeah. I, I th- For me, what I think I found is that I think what's most important is, are you pursuing more? Right? Are you are you always pursuing more? Are have you leveled off at where you're at in terms of your gifting? And this is how God speaks to me, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm okay here. Or are you looking for how do I get to the next mm-hmm. level in terms of lift, listening from God? And for me personally, what I've found is my growth tracks with how much risk I'm willing to take, and that's in my life. And so as I've stepped out and done stuff that scares the pants off me it's like that's when i've seen the greatest growth Mm -hmm. in my hearing from god right and so as i've stepped out and i feel like i have a word of knowledge about this person over here who i've never met before and it's incredibly specific so it's very easy to judge whether it's right or wrong Mm -hmm. immediately and but if i'm willing to step out and give that word it's, it's obviously an incredibly powerful situation, mm-hmm. not only for the person receiving the word, but for me giving the word, right? Like when I gave my very first word of knowledge and I had the person's name and specifics about mm-hmm. them to a person I had never met before, I was more shocked than the person who received the word. Mm-hmm. But it's helped me to grow in my, in my path, right? And hear from God more. But I have definitely seen that the amount of risk I'm willing to take and the amount of success, that's not the right word, but the success that I have in that kind of ministry and hearing from God track together. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that for me is because 
I think God looks for faith, right? And he looks, that's what Jesus looked for, right? It, will there, when, when I come back, will there be any faith? You know, and that's what he always chided the disciples about was not, oh, you don't have enough knowledge or you're not this or you're not that. It's where is your faith? And I think that's any, any way that you can go where your faith increases along the way is a good track to be on. I like what you just said about the leveling off and the, because I certainly track with that experience of you can get into a coasting season yeah. or a season of whether it's COVID, which you separate from community and you maybe don't know how weary or dry or how disengaged you are from that journey. And I know a couple months ago, just coming back into a life group with intentional uh, topic of hearing and following God, our first night um, with a group of people, that time at the end to take some moments to just intentionally listen the feedback was, I haven't done this in so long. Mm. And even myself, there was just this like deeply profound, refreshing moment of, oh my goodness, I miss this. And for me, I miss it in community because I, I track in, independently a lot, but my best growing seasons are when there are people around where we are, we are challenging one another together and we might look different. Um, you might be operating in a greater degree of faith, of risk faith, um, but just that community of people that would desire to hear and follow God is just that fuels me to, okay, we might be different, but let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think it shows the, the, you know, the body of Christ each bringing a, a certain element because I've, I've seen a lot of prophetic people that don't have a pastoral heart, you know, and I, I get, I, there's a lot of damage in that, in mm -hmm. the way that they'll share a word or the way they'll be dismissive of somebody's feelings in the moment or using King James only or whatever. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we don't it, use King James only. Yeah. It's, oh, not, man. it's not the most accurate translation people. <laughs> if you're out there and you think King James, anyway, we won't go there. Um, you know, and then I, I've seen a lot of, you know, pastoral, you know, pastors, um, that disregard the spiritual gifts as well. Right. That it's, it's, and so I, I see both. And so I think, you know, we can't level off, extending our faith. I, I think a challenge though I have, at least in my own life, is um, spiritual gifts are impossible for me to, to do on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I try to, because um, I, you know, I'm tempted to coast. I'm tempted to, you know, you could prepare sermons with software and, you know, not rely on the yeah. Holy Spirit at all. Yeah. Or tempted to, to keep the stories of years ago. Like, yeah. I felt I feel like um, this is airing at the end of the year and heading into a new year. So there's just there's the temptation to coast on. Well, it was a, a rough year, and so you know just just keep going. Or the temptation to coast on stories of these profound moments of healing yep. of whatever were. And I felt I felt like at the beginning of of this year, God said to me, "Are you going to keep?" saying the same stories or are you open to the new wine and the new opportunities that I would have for you? And it was a real point of challenge because, 
uh, for me, I'm new at Northside. And so all my stories are new. They're all new to everybody. But that was a real point of challenge because I, I felt like, no, I want to be able to say just last week, just, just yesterday. And that was a real stirring up point for me. And I would say there's been like ups and downs through the year, but I find that I'm heading towards this new season in this next year with a sense of, I, I need to do this with people that want to do this together and go somewhere like this. I listen, I, I come to church on Sunday morning and I look at the people in the crowd and I uh, like, I wonder why people come to church mm. because I think most people coast and, Fair enough. you know, terrible thing to say, but I, I think a lot of people just come and they want to hear a nice sermon on a Sunday morning and, you know, and then socialize for a little bit and then go home. And it's, I don't know. The, the key, if you want to get anything out of your Christian life, you got to be committed to growth. And you got to be asking yourself, what am I doing to grow today? What am I doing to grow this week, this month, this year? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like I, I've had the same conviction in my life where I'm like, I'm not telling the same stories that I always tell. Mm-hmm. I've told them enough and I'm not telling them anymore because I need to get new stories. And I need to be committed to the fact that God is new every morning and he always has something amazing that he wants to do in your life every morning. And if you're willing to sit down and listen to him and figure out what that is and be in close communion with him, then it will, it will come. But I, I, you know, there's a plague of, we just want to be comfortable in church. And I think maybe that's, that's the word, right? You can Mm -hmm. talk about faith. You can talk about risk. I don't think Jesus ever calls us to be comfortable. Yeah. Right. And I think we can maybe all agree on that. Yes. And, and I think a lot of us, our goal is to be comfortable. I will agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, found some common Risk ground. Risk and right. obedience, found some we'll, we'll still sit on either side of that fence. I'll but. still say that, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that really is, the, the question is, are you comfortable and where you're at right now? You should never be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should ever be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And for me, I need to be taking risk because that's my way to get out of comfort. And that's where I see growth in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think that growth is, to grow requires some element of resistance. So if I'm going to grow at the gym, you know, there's got to be resistance training. For me, risk has been that place of resistance training within me, right? Um, Jen sounds like she's developing that growth through resistance, but it's a pastoral versus well, I a, would say that the, my word is obedience and obedience. it might, we might be just two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. to, to risk. You have to obey that prompting mm-hmm. and to obey. There has to be an element of, of risk. I just, I think on the spectrum of risk, my experience, I would not identify with that word, but mm-hmm. I do identify with the need to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth, speak. Mm-hmm. Play it safe, but speak. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not fair. No, I'm just kidding. You are invalidating oh, yeah. my life. I am invalidating <laughs> Jen's life. I did not mean that. I... <laughs> I wanted to end on a, you know, a chuckle here, but you know, we want to hear from you too. We want to hear yeah. what does God, you know, the three of us are just three people. There's, you know, hundreds, thousands of you out there. 
<laughs> millions. Oh. There's millions, there's, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's a lot more faith around there. the world. Yeah, there there's a go. lot of risk involved with saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's there's stories. There's ways that God has spoken to you. There's maybe you're at the beginning journey. Maybe you're at the midpoint. Maybe you're at you know an, an elder uh, in, in the in this area of faith in this area of stepping out and hearing God's voice and sharing God's voice with others. But wherever you're at, don't stop. You know, don't plateau. Do not level off. There is no leveling off. There is no place where you get to where you you show up and you're retired from ministry. Like mm-hmm. there is no retirement. And um, you know, I, I I was I'm excited because I've been visiting with you know Pastor Wes who who is recovering from a stroke. You know, and whenever I talk to him, he's in you know mid to late 80s now, right? But every time I talk to him, he's he's never leveled off. He's always pushing us. He's always wanting to see more of God. He's always wanting to see revival. He's wanting to see people healed, saved, and delivered. You know, he's he's always studying. He's always pushing himself. And, you know, that's a great example, I think, for all of us is that we can never level off. So whatever it is we're doing, it should be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're doing, it should involve other people. Whatever it is that we're doing, we should be leaning into God, you know, on a daily basis. And Lord, what are you saying to us? So mm-hmm. we want to encourage you. We want to bless you as you as you finish this year and enjoy Christmas with your family. Next year, pursue God's voice, you know, pursue to hear God's voice. Next year, today. Today. Why right wait? Now. Why wait? It's right. the end of this year, but yeah, I just, through this time of talking and sharing, just that real desire to stir it up, be found in places with people that are stirring up their faith mm. and their expectation for an expectancy that God would be speaking and moving. And if you haven't been in those places for a while or you're like, where, where do I find that? We want to talk to you. We want to be with you. Come and find us and talk to us because there are wells of God's presence and um, his voice speaking actively today. Any closing thoughts, Greg? No, I would agree with that. I think it's really important to be with others. Like Mm -hmm. when I look at where I've grown, it's because I've been with other people who were committed to growing as well. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do it on your own. It never works, right? Mm-hmm. It's like taking the coal out of the fire and sitting it on the hearth. Eventually it just cools off. I'm going to make the New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and <laughs> if I don't tell anybody, yeah. they exactly. might change by January 2nd. <laughs> and I would like I would agree, come talk to one of the three of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are always looking for people because we need it too, mm-hmm. right? We need to be with other people who light the fire and are excited about mm-hmm. pursuing something more. And mm-hmm. that, that fires us up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I just leave you with this. Today, I had a, a meeting with a a young mom, two two children, and and um, she's going to be baptized soon. So I'll try not to, you know, air her whole story. But one thing she did say to me, which was encouraging, was she said that when she was coming back to the Lord, she was driving in her car with her two kids, and she just had this thought come into her mind, which was go another way home, like drive another way home, go another way. So she shook it off, and she was going to go her normal way to Johnson, to Dave, make a left onto David. But she felt it again, like a thought in her mind, go another way, go another way. And so she decided to go Pine Tree to David. And so she made a left onto David off of Pine Tree, and she's now approaching Johnson, and there was a head-on collision. Uh, One car spun around, and it had just happened. And 
so she could have been in that accident with her two children, you know, young kids. And um, she said, you know, it was, it was this moment of hearing God's voice that literally saved, could have saved our lives, saved my kids' lives. And, and I just think, you know, if, if you're out there and you're like, how do I start? I, I would encourage you just to pause, ask God, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have not because you ask not. So ask God, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to sense your spirit's leading. I want to hear your voice. Would you speak to me? And, and pray that, you know, daily, God, speak to me. And then posture yourself to look for him and listen and maybe carve out some time to be quiet and still before him. Um, but if you want to know ways of hearing God's voice or like, what should I actually practically do? You know, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about that, we can share personally what we do or what we've done over the years. Again, we're not perfect. Um, you know, we've certainly got a long way to go, I'd say, all of us in our walk with the Lord. But, you know, there are some ways that um, we've heard God speak to us that might be helpful for you. So um, anyway, I thought that would be helpful. You know, maybe you're driving right now in your car and you just sense like, I just keep having these thoughts about a particular person or a particular thing. You know, that could be God's voice. He's speaking to you that you're not even aware of. So if you're listening or watching, bless you. And uh, we'll see you back in the new year.